0: Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a brother's grim tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading, The Godfather. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a Grim Reading. Man had so many children that he had already asked everyone in the world to be Godfather, and when still another child was born, no one else was left whom he could invite. I can see some immediate maths issues with that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Way ahead are <of> you there? <laughs> he knew not what to do, and in his perplexity, he lay down and fell asleep. Then he dreamt that he was to go outside the gate and ask the first person who met him to be Godfather. When he awoke, he was determined to obey his dream and went outside the gate and asked the first person who came up to him to be Godfather. The stranger presented him with a little glass of water and said... Okay, I need some artistic production support here, Adam. Okay. Is that all right? Is the Godfather going to be the godfather or not. I'm going <laughs> to make him enough for he can't refuse. What do, you, what do you reckon? Is that, is that Yeah, mad? do it. Is that, is it. that where we're going? <laughs> okay. All right. So it's the godfather. We're doing it. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's Marlon Brando. <laughs> himself. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Robert De Niro. <laughs> 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 okay. Maybe here he's going to be sort of masking his voice a little bit. Okay. Just so people don't know it's the Don. Okay. Yeah. Smart. Smart move. This is a wonderful... (laughs) This is a wonderful water. With it you can heal the sick, only you must see where death is standing. If he's standing by the patient's head, give the patient some of the water and he will be healed. But if death is standing by his feet, all trouble will be in vain, for the sick man must die. (laughs) <laughs> it's the Godfather. <laughs> do you get? you get? You get what's happening? Am I? Have I heard this story before? That may sound incredibly familiar. Yeah. So the Godfather has given a glass of water. He said, "Give it to my godson. With it, you can heal the sick. If someone's sick and you see death standing by their head, give them some of the water, and they'll be healed. But if death is standing by the feet, all the trouble will be in vain, and they're going to die." That is. Something we've seen before. It's just ripped straight from another story. A very similarly titled story. Godfather Death. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It really is. It's just the same story. (laughs) Literally exactly the same. Anyway, from this time forth, the man could always say whether a patient could be saved or not, and became famous for his skill, and earned a great deal of money. Once, he was called to the child of the king. And when he entered, he saw death standing by the child's head and cured it with the water and he did the same a second time but the third time death was standing by its feet and then he knew that the child was meant to die. Oh no! Once the man thought he would visit the Godfather and tell him how he had succeeded with the water but when he entered the house it was such a strange establishment. On the first flight of stairs the broom and shovel were disputing and knocking each other about violently. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this just the greatest hits? <laughs> breaks, breaks. Slam the brakes. Is this a Brothers Grimm greatest hit? We've heard that before, too, haven't we? We've heard that before in the old uh, Blood Sausage or whatever it was. I've, I've forgotten even what the story was the called. The Strange Feast. The Strange Feast. Right. Let's save that for later and stick with <laughs> the madness. Wow. Okay. okay. So, so he's seen a broom and shovel disputing. And knocking each other violently. I'm in a little argy bargy, yeah. He asked them Where does the godfather live? The broom replied O one flight of stairs higher up Ooh, ah. <laughs> When he came to the second flight, he saw a heap of dead fingers lying. Ah! Uh. He asked Where does the godfather live? One of the fingers replied One flight of stairs higher. He's talking to a heap of dead fingers! (laughs) On the third flight lay a heap of dead skulls, which again directed him to the flight beyond. On the fourth flight, (laughs) he saw fishes on the fire, which frizzled in the pans and baked themselves. Wow. They too said, One flight of stairs (laughs) higher. And when he had ascended the fifth, he came to the door of a room and peeped through the keyhole. And there he saw the Godfather who had a pair of long horns. Uh, What, like drinking horns or like French horns or on his head? Just a pair of long horns. Have you seen my collection of French horns? (laughs) Anyway, shall we get down to business? I, I believe they're on his head, Adam. Wow, scary. And this ain't no Halloween costume. Oh no, they're real. When he opened the door and went in, the godfather got into bed in a great hurry and covered himself up. What a strange reaction to someone coming I over. It's like, hiya, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Run into bed, hide under the duvet. Pretend you're not there. <laughs> With his horns, covering his horns. <laughs> Just his big, like, light spikes coming up <laughs> under the duvet. Then said the man, Sir Godfather, what a strange household you have. When I came to your first flight of stairs, the shovel and broom were quarrelling and beating each other violently. Oh, how stupid you are, said the godfather. That was the boy and the maid talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) This is ludicrous. Please continue with that. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) This is a great artistic decision. (laughs) (laughs) But on the second flight, I saw dead fingers lying. Oh, how silly you are. Those were some roots of scorzonera. On the third flight, lay a heap of dead men's skulls foolish man those were cabbages on the fourth flight i saw fishes in a pan which were hissing and baking themselves when he said that the fishes came and served themselves up what (laughs) (laughs) and when i got to the fifth flight i i peeped through the keyhole of a door and there godfather i saw you and you had long long horns oh that is a lie The man became alarmed and ran out, and if he had not, who knows what the Godfather would have done to him. The end. You just read me that. That was the Godfather, then. That was the. I read you The Godfather. <laughs> okay. So basically, it starts off with essentially the premise of Godfather death, but taken to yeah. a ludicrous nth degree yeah. to give him a basis for looking for a Godfather. He finds Godfather, and that whole thing with the water by the head, by the feet, it's basically just just lifted entirely from Godfather Death. Yeah. Then he goes to try and find him. Yeah. And you basically have a a sort of an extension of a scene from uh, The Blood Um, sorry, The Strange Feast. And then uh, he runs away, which is essentially what happens in The Strange Feast, isn't it? Yeah. What a bizarre little story. (laughs) It's very, very strange. I think I might go so far as to say possibly the weirdest we've ever had. Oh, that's bold claim. Come on. I mean, is that weirder than The Strange Feast or the juniper tree? I suppose There's it is, a, a godfather it? with horns covered, yeah. hiding under a duvet, saying to a boy... Yeah, is he talking to him from under the duvet? Yes. And he's saying to him, <laughs> those weren't skulls you were chatting with, they were cabbages. I mean, yeah. that's insane. As if that's a good explanation anyway, because it's like... Oh, yeah, there wasn't a load of dead skulls on your staircase. That was cabbages, because, of course, that's sensible. Yeah. Oh, they were talking cabbages. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, I was just uh, having yeah. a chat with the cabbages. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyday stuff. Um, <laughs> okay, well, should we get right down to it then? Because I think, yeah, the biggest... Yeah. The clearest uh, sort of avenue in that madness is the similarity with the other stories that you immediately picked up on. Yeah. First of all, I think it helps to learn a bit of the background of the story. So... The source for this story Whom the Brothers Grimm collected it from Was a girl called Amelie Ah, We've heard of the Hassamflug family before We have indeed Often Marie Hassamflug Yes This one was Amelie Who was Mm -hmm. 12 years old at the time Which I think helps a little bit Because simply perhaps It's just the mania raging in a young girl's head right? Right It's just got That sort of childhood nuttiness. Childhood nuttiness. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a Nutella advert. (laughs) Oh dear. Now, interestingly, the first time they published the story, it didn't include the final line. The man became alarmed and then ran out of the door. And if he hadn't, who knows what would have happened to him. It just used to end with, that is a lie, says the Godfather. That's the end of the story. Yeah, and they only added the final line in the third edition of their collection in 1837, right. which was nearly 30 years after wow. it first came out. So for 30 years, it just ended with the Godfather saying, oh, that's a lie, the end. <laughs> so that just makes it even more insane. Yeah. And funnily enough, I noticed that this story in the collection sits right next to Mr. Corpse. Now, Mr. Corbs was uh, part two in the Chanticleer and Partlet trilogy. Yeah. It's the story of a bunch of animals murdering a man. Yeah. I'd recommend it if you're new or haven't heard it yet. Chanticleer and Partlet, they are the dynamic duo, (laughs) without a doubt. And interestingly, in that story, again, they added the final line, if you remember from that episode. So it used to end, Mr. Corbs was crushed to death, the end. But then they added... He must have been a very wicked man. Yeah. I think it was in the third edition as well. To, to to attempt to justify their crazy actions. So that was one of the craziest stories we've ever read as well. Yeah. So it's like the Brothers Grimm at some point, several decades in, just decided to try and bend these mad tales in more into the shape of like actual stories. Yeah. Because without that it's rather just than crazy. just waking up from a fever dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But anyway, as you were saying, it's essentially a mashup of two other Brothers Grimm stories. Yeah. The first part of The Godfather is essentially Godfather Death. And the second is The Strange Feast. Yeah. We did an episode of Godfather Death, it was episode 14, so way back now. It's a long time ago. And The Strange Feast is one of the erased Brothers Grimm stories. So, funnily enough, it was never on our list of stories to do. But we read it after I think the first ever person to email us. They brought it to our attention. Yeah. So we read it in uh, the extra grim episode on the history of the erased stories. And I'm so glad that we've read The Godfather after reading those two already. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> well, exactly. At least I had those th- those connections to latch onto. But again, but just for everyone's sake, new listeners or for everyone else, because it was a long time ago, should we sum up those two stories? just to explain what happens in them. You can take one, I'll take one. Take your pick. Well, I can try and do The Strange Feast, but I've kind of forgotten it. Oh, so, that's all <laughs> going I know, well, then. Well, okay, so Strange Feast. Um, one of the characters said blood sausage. What is the other character A again? liver sausage. A liver sausage. So there's two sausages. <laughs> uh, the blood sausage invites the liver sausage around for tea. He comes in. Oh, no, there's a broom and a spade or something fighting on the stairs. He's like, that's weird. Yeah. And he walks past, goes in... And then basically, long story short... Monkey with a wound, the wound on, on his head. Oh, there's a monkey with a wound Don't on his head. Don't forget the monkey with a wound on the head. And he's like, that's a bit weird. And then he pops into the blood house. He's like, oh, hi, yeah, you right. And then he basically threatens to kill him. And he runs out screaming. And he's like standing at the window watching him run down the street with a knife in his hands. Bingo. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of... That's what happened in this pretty much. Essentially, yeah. And then... So Godfather Death is a man says, oh, I need a uh, godfather for my, my new kid. Goes on the street, uh, meets God. He says, "Yeah, I don't want you to be godfather because you, you take from the poor as well as the rich or something. Devil, similar thing. Devil comes along, says, oh, I can be godfather. He says, no, you, you trick people and you're nasty. Death comes along and he says, I, I make everyone equal, basically. So the guy goes, you're the godfather, love it. Then he gives the godchild some herbs. So the boy grows up, turns into a physician. Same thing. Standing at the front of the bed or the back of the bed, he can tell if they're going to get better or not. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he tries to cheat death by saving someone he shouldn't. A princess, I think. Then death takes him into a cave in the middle of the earth, full of candles, which represent people's lives. And then the godchild's candle goes out and death takes him away. Yeah, basically... There's candles that are about to go out. There's candles that look like they're going to burn for ages. That's the length of your life, each person's life Mm -hmm. left. And the great reveal is, yeah, your candle's about to go out. And it does. So two really good stories that have been mashed together. Yeah. So it's really weird. So we've got Godfather Death, The Strange Feast, and now The Godfather, right? So out of those three, The Strange Feast was the one that they erased from their collection. Yeah. And that made me think that surely, if you've got those three stories, it would either have made sense to erase The Godfather, which is like the two of them combined. Yeah. Or to keep The Godfather and erase Godfather Death and The Strange Feast and just have it as one story. Yeah. Instead, they erased The Strange Feast and kept... Godfather, Death, and the Godfather, yeah. which also have similar yeah. names. I don't know what they were thinking. It's becoming a bit of a theme this year. But what are they doing? It doesn't make sense. They they didn't know what they were doing. They had no idea what they were doing. I. It took nearly sixty episodes <laughs> got it. for us to go. Hang on, these chaps. What what really is going on in their heads? Would you would you have, have rather that they? Obviously, we'd rather they just didn't erase any. We, we love all the Brothers Grimm tales, but if you had mm. to choose, I guess... Yeah, would you choose to, to, for them to erase mm. the, uh, the Godfather and leave the other two? Well, I can't imagine... I can't imagine the innocence of hearing this story without having heard the other two. Yeah. Well, Godfather Death is one of my favourites, and The Strange Feast was uh, featured sausages having a dinner together. <laughs> Come on. So I don't know, I mean... I think we could have kept them all, surely. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the best way. Everyone's a winner. I, I obviously ha- I had the issue with it right off the bat. Yeah. With um, the the conceit <laughs> that uh, the man has so many children <laughs> that he can't. <laughs> he's run out of godfathers. Mm. He's contacted everyone in the world. <laughs> so what the story is trying to tell you is that he has more children than there are people in the world. Okay, okay, interesting. What, th- that's n- not actually possible. <laughs> well, is it time for some Grim Reading offspring maths? Oh, yes, please. Let's run the numbers, Matt. Run the numbers. We need a little computer jingle. <laughs> so y- you you well know numbers are not my friend, but I I picked up on this and I've tried to work out if that makes any sense at all, or how we how okay. we can make it make sense. So yeah, he's asked everyone in the world to be godfather. So first of all, let's assume they've all said yes. Yeah. So most sources online seem to agree that the average global population at the beginning of the 19th century was one billion people. Okay, so he's asked one billion people. Well, I, well no. So I thought, correct me if I'm wrong here, Adam, but what that made me think is that his offspring will make up half the population of the world so he has 500 million children and for each one yeah. he's asked he's yeah. asked everyone else does that make does that work yeah give or take one or two give like inc- not including him yeah yeah I suppose, even if we have a fairly wide margin of error rather than one. <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But slightly wider. I mean, and assuming that the oldest siblings can't then be godparents to their younger siblings. Does, does, does my maths there make sense? Um, I think so. I suppose then, if he's only looking for godfathers, yeah. Then you you would say roughly then, if there's a billion people in the world. He's got 250,000... Sorry, 250 million children because he's only looking for half the other population. Oh, but he isn't. Because I thought of this, but the story specifically said he asked everyone in the world to be godfather. Okay. So he asked women and children as well. He asked children? (laughs) He must have. He asked everyone in the world. Would you be godfather? (laughs) 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 It's a very tired... Scary man speaking to me, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, oh, you know him. He's a father of half the world. Are you confirming my peer reviewing my numbers there? I think you're right. I mean, it's a weird thing that the more children he has, obviously, the bigger the world population is. Oh man, so there's something in my head that doesn't quite work out, but I, I. Well also, I mean from around 1800 that's when global population started to skyrocket. So sure. now we know why. Yeah. Well yes, yeah, this one bloke. It wasn't because of medical advances. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I'm not sure I'm not sure you enjoyed that one as much as I thought you would Adam. Are we there yet? Well, I think we could be there. Okay, all right, let's talk scores then. Let's do it. Well, let's I, talk I, scores. I don't feel you enjoyed that one. Look I enjoyed it how, <laughs> okay. I mean how can I not enjoy it but yeah it was just it's just been a strange experience I yeah think. unsettling because when you when you hear very clear just parts of other stories we've heard already yeah and then it ends quite abruptly it's a relatively short story mm. it's sort of like a bit discombobulating I'm like I'm not really sure what to make of that mm. I mean it added stuff don't get me wrong it's mm. added the Pile of fingers, the skulls. I lo- also, Scorzanera, Yeah, which I absolutely loved because it, it sounded so Italian. Which was just What even is that? Scorzonera. Well, I'm glad you finally asked, Adam. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> My Wikipedia research was not in vain. Oh, no. So, yeah, yeah. Obviously. What's Scorzonera or whatever it is? Scorzonera. Well... Black salsify, or Spanish salsify, also known as black oyster plant, serpent root, viper's herb, viper's grass, or simply scorzonera, is a perennial member of the genus scorzonera in the sunflower family. That's from Wiki. Okay. And it's native to Southern Europe and the Near East, I read, but it's been cultivated in Europe uh, from the Middle Ages, and it was, supposedly it was believed to help cure plague and snake bites. Oh, wow. Which I guess is why it's called viper's herb. Sure. Would you like to see a picture of Scorzenera? I would, because I can't picture it at all. And you say it's in the sunflower family. Well. But I'm guessing it doesn't look like a also, sunflower. Also, bear in mind, the godfather said they weren't chopped up fingers, they were Scorzenera. Okay. Oh! They look like chopped up fingers! <laughs> what is that? It's like a really gnarly root Yeah, kind of like a turnip slash parsnip or, or ginger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'd never heard of Scorzonera, and um, a lot of the English translations go with another vegetable. I can't remember exactly which, but not Scorzonera. But we we were landed with the wonderfully Italian-sounding one. So you enjoyed it, you're telling me. I enjoyed it, but yeah, it retrod a lot of old ground. Mm. A bit too much, maybe. I... Oh, this is a difficult one. I'm going to give this... I'm going to be bold, Matt. I'm going to be really bold. Be bold. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. That's not like you, Adam. It's not like me, no. is it? No. I'm branching out. Admirable. Into low scores. <laughs> I'm branching <laughs> yeah. out into low scores. I'm being <laughs> meaner than I have been previously. Wow, that that's a low one for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's not the lowest I've ever been, but it's low. You think it deserves below it's below five i think it's below five yeah, yeah. that's so odd because as everyone knows you love a mad one i love a mad one and it was a mad one it was a completely insane one <laughs> one of the i personally think i've said this before i've been burnt before but i think this is yeah. one of the maddest ones we've ever had by far yeah but it didn't speak to you no i mean it it uh, For me, I think it actually suffers for the fact that I heard the other two stories first. Okay, yeah. Because part of the joy in a mad one is hearing it for the first time. It's not having a clue where it's going to go and these weird things coming totally out of left field. When you've heard it before in another story, it loses its impact somewhat, Well, I think that's an argument for the Brothers Grimm didn't make the best sort of artistic decisions there. Unlike me with the Godfather voice. (laughs) No, that was... An amazing artistic decision. Perhaps they should have kept in the Strange Feast and cut this one out, maybe. Or maybe, you know what, Adam? Maybe we shouldn't be dabbling with the erased stories. We've burnt ourselves there. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Maybe. I think there's a reason they've erased. Maybe we should trust them more rather than questioning them all the time. Do you think? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know anymore. What other erased stories have we read? Uh, Bluebeards, Puss in Boots... Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> we're there, there you go. You said "puss in yeah. boots." That—that's put the nail on that, in that uh, coffin. I mean, we were it, never going to leave puss alone. No. We? Yeah, you can't. You can't leave that. So, I think reading the array stories has been a resounding success. Okay. All right. Okay. I feel better. Thank you. Whew. I was having a little crisis there. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Don't don't worry. We've done the right, right thing. But I do think this leads us on to uh, your school. Yeah, well you throw me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was expecting just I was expecting this sort of childish look of joy on your face during that, but instead there was a furrowed <laughs> brow. So, you know I I think it was less satisfi- it was a less satisfying version of yeah. two stories we've heard before. It was j- disjointed because the whole Godfather Death bit where he's the physician or whatever, it was just so quick. Then it said he cured the king's kid twice, and then the third time the king's kid died. Then he went to see his godfather, and it's like what that, that never yeah, what? came up again. <laughs> so yeah. it's just completely yeah, disjointed. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the other two. So I, I think you convinced me. I'm going to go low, but I think because I do feel a bit bad that we read the strange feast, and that might have ruined this a little bit. I think I'm going to go five point five. Sure. A little bit above a five. Yeah, you can rest easy knowing you gave it above a five. And I think that averages out as a five. So. Well, yeah. So yeah. So then it gets a ten out of twenty. Yeah, I th- I think that's all right. I think that's okay. Wow. Well. That was a uh, was that a listener chosen? That was a listener chosen story, wasn't it? It was indeed. <laughs> so. That was that was your choice as well, right? So that was your choice, Matt. That was my choice in the Patreon poll. Well, interestingly, it ended up being both of our choices. All right. Because it was your choice, but then we ended up with uh, the fatal error of a draw in the Patreon poll, and I cast the deciding vote. And in a (gasps) shocking (laughs) twist of fate, I then (laughs) voted for your story and not mine. Well, we've all, you and me and the listeners, have let everyone down. (laughs) <laughs> without a choice of story, I don't know. That I should have gone with my choice. I think we might, we may have, we may have some letters about the, our scoring here. I'm okay. a little nervous yeah. about that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what people say. We'll see the letters come piling up, piling up in the dovecote. <laughs> it's going to be fun wading through those. Yes, indeed. As we said, that was the uh, last story poll winner. So we are now at the end of our uh, cycle of stories. So it's time for Adam to choose the next three stories, announce the winner of our last patron story poll, and launch the next patron story poll. Let's pick some new ones. Let's pick some new ones. Okay, so first, I'm going to tell Matt, and he has no idea what the next three stories he's going to read on the podcast are. I love this part of the show. I love (laughs) it. Doesn't happen often (sighs) enough. Okay. So, again, for anyone uh, who's new to the podcast, I'm picking these on the title alone, not based on anything else. So the next story is going to be number 51, Fledgling, which I believe... I put in a recent poll and it lost. So I'm just going to have it. (laughs) You're abusing your power. I like it. Yeah. Too right. (laughs) I lost. I'll just pick it myself. And so the next story after that is going to be number 70. The Three Sons of Fortune. That has been on my list. I really want to hear that. Has it? Yeah. That sounds great. I'm hoping for an epic one. Nice. Then the next one is going to be. Number 19, The Fisherman and His Wife. Yes! Adam! (laughs) What a selection! Oh, come on. I'm excited for those. That is a great, great selection. And so, those are the next three stories we're going to hear. And then the fourth one is going to be the winner of the last Patreon poll that we held. Mm. The poll is closed at the time of recording. We have our winner. So... The winner of the Patreon poll, with 53% of the vote, is Clever Hands. Of course it is, Adam. Yes. Matt's choice. He's, Matt's uh, doing quite well with the Patreon polls. Yeah, recently. I am. <laughs> smashing it. Well, it was only because you gave The Godfather to me. Yeah, I know. You, and you gave it to me because the poll was tied. This poll was also tied for quite a long time. It was. I don't know what's happening. We've got quite sort of even matching in our in our patrons. Yeah, yeah. But then Clever Hands just pips the good bargain to the post. It was the good bargain. The good bargain, yeah. yeah. It was the good bargain that, that lost out to yeah. Clever Hands. Two great titles. We're, we'll be hearing from the good bargain again at some point in the near future, I'm sure. So, just to recap then, next four stories. Yeah. Fledgling. Yes. The three sons of fortune. Oh, yes. The fisherman and his wife. Come on. And Clever Hands. Love it. Now, with our current release schedule, that's going to take us until uh, round about mid-May, which is coming near to the end of Series 3 of the podcast. Ah. So, what we've decided is, after Clever Hands, we'll have two more stories. The first of which is going to be Another patron chosen story, so it's time to launch the next poll. Nice, and so the two stories that patrons can choose from in the next poll are going to be Hans Married or The Little Peasant. So that's The Little Peasant or Hans Married. Wow! Head over to Patreon.com/slash/GrimReading. And if you're a patron from one dollar a Month, upwards, you get to vote in that poll and choose which of those stories you'd most like to hear. Hands Married or The Little Peasant? I, I'm excited by both of those titles. I'm excited either way. I'm very excited either yeah. way. Everyone's always a winner. It's, uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> becoming our motto. Everyone is always <laughs> a winner, apart from all the people who always lose... The poll, <laughs> the competitions. I guess there are losers. Yeah, <laughs> their time if they're not enjoying the episode. Oh dear! It's not much we can do about that. No. Um. Wow. That. I mean, that is all very exciting stuff. There. It's really exciting. So, yes, you were. Just to clarify, so it's looking like we're we're kind of we're trying to work out how to bring the series to an end because we got in a bit of a muddle last time and we're trying to make sure that doesn't happen it again. Is. So it's looking like after Clever Hands. They'll be the winner of this patron story poll. And then I'm thinking there's another story after that. Then there's another story chosen by me. I'm going to pick the series finale this time. So I'm drunk on power. <laughs> you really I'm absolutely are. absolutely drunk gonna, on power. You're out of control. <laughs> I got a taste for it and now I just can't be stopped. <laughs> That's why I've always kept the power away from you as best I can, Adam. I knew you couldn't handle <laughs> you it. You made a good decision, but now the genie's out of the bottle. Pandora's opened her box! Adam <laughs> is unleashed. And with this enormous sense of power... Yeah. ...to end Series 3, I have chosen... Oh, I'm not ready for this. This is massive. Okay. What are you gonna do? You say it's massive. It's Little Snow White. What? Snow White? Snow White! L- little Snow White! <laughs> That's what it's called, apparently. Whoa. Snow White. Snow White. <laughs> it's always good to end on a bang. I mean, it, absolutely. I don't know if that's the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. To, yeah, I think it is. It's good to end on a high. Wow, that's <laughs> that's a huge decision you've made there. Matt, Matt's in shock. I really I think. am. Yeah. How do you feel about Snow White then? Really good. Really excited for that. A um, little bit of me I was hoping for Cinderella because. I oh, lost no. the, uh, the Battle of the Princesses to end last series. So I've been waiting. Yeah, I've been waiting a year, but that's fine. That's fine. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Don't mind me. Oh. <laughs> no, but actually Snow White is, I mean, it's Snow White. It's Snow White. Yeah. Come on. Just to clarify, that's quite a long time in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're telling you now, just so you're aware... You can sort of prepare yourself mentally <laughs> and just just get yourself in the mood for Snow White. Get yourself in the zone. Snow White zone in <laughs> June. The Snow White zone. In June. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, are the Seven dwarves like, are they Disney or are they real? Are they... This is the question that, that's at the top of my mind, the tip of my tongue. We don't know anything. That's the other thing here. I'm sure regular listeners will know that. you. If you're a new listener, you probably work that out by now. We don't know anything. Yeah. So, uh... We are coming to this fresh So That is very exciting So basically We've got What's that Six Six more stories to do to, For the rest of the series Yeah, We've got a plan of Plan of action And some cracking good Titles to rip through I'm really excited for those What's, what's, the, what's the next What's coming up uh, So Next, next On Groom Grim Reading record. We're going to hear Fledgling Fledgling a Cute little fledgling, fledgling. Actually, I hope nothing horrible happens <laughs> Wow, we've done about like 60 episodes. You should know something horrible probably will happen. <laughs> Almost <laughs> so certainly. I just I've just checked the index of the book. Fledgling is actually in brackets. The the story is actually called Fundevogel. Fundevogel, Fundevogel, brackets Fledgling. Oh, mysterious. So we'll see you next time for Fundevogel. Cannot wait. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com grimreading to find out how, and also see the range of benefits available as a thank you from us. You can, of course, email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook at grimreading. You can find us on podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading, and we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com big grand.